Hey there, everyone. This is Monica, and thank you for joining us for a special bonus episode of Pre-Cana with the Pope. In this episode, Renzo and I celebrate St. Joseph on his feast day. We share about why our family loves St. Joseph, the impact he has had on our marriage, and three reasons why St. Joseph is so great. We're so happy you're here with us. Let's jump in. Bonus episode. Yeah. Happy feast day. Celebrating a special feast day. Yeah, so we just wanted to come on and talk about, really quickly, we just want to talk about three reasons why St. Joseph is so important to us and our family. Um, it's his feast day today, March 19th. Um, I don't know, we might share a couple short stories about different things that he's done for us. Um, so yeah, what's one thing, one reason why St. Joseph is so important to us? One reason St. Joseph is so important to us is I think his intercession and model saved our marriage. Boom. Boom. One. One. And what's cool is that out of that, mm-hmm. that whole shababel, came um, our our first book, the the Ten Day Consecration of Saint Joseph that I wrote. And if you didn't, so if you didn't know, I I know that Father Calloway has a I think it's thirty three day consecration to Saint Joseph. Yeah. Um, and I've read through it. I've prayed that one. Um, what What's hard is that consecration in general are very hard for me. I think for anybody, consecrations are hard. Like 33 days is a lot. Not saying you shouldn't do it. Um, but I decided to write a shorter one because I know what the impact St. Joseph had mm-hmm. on me and, and how it just changed the way um, our family was functioning. And I wanted that to be accessible to everybody. So like, hey, 10 days, not as intimidating. It's a really short book, um, but it made a big difference. And like in that book, it kind of walks people through my experience and, and the the writings that made a difference for me too. About St. Joseph. Which were what? Well, fam- Familiaris Consortio. Nope, that's not that. Nope. <laughs> well, uh, Redon- I, say it, I say it in English and other places. Redemptor- Re- Redemptoris Custos, uh, Guardian of the Redeemer by St. John Paul. That and a lot of that. So mostly like his interpretation of the Gospels and seeing St. Joseph's life. Um, and also Jose Maria Escriva has a great... Um, section of a book on St. Joseph too that I'll I'll put in the link in the show notes too. Actually read his stuff before you read anything I wrote because his stuff is awesome too. Yeah. And then Fulton Sheen had that that um Yeah, that one chapter in um, the one chapter in that book <laughs> that I'm gonna put in the show notes because I don't remember. Um but he had a great chapter on it, the book he wrote is actually on Mary, but then he he in that one chapter he, he kind of opened up the relationship between Mary and Joseph and like the romance that they had in the in the yeah. True love, true love, true love, world's true love, first, no, <laughs> true love, true world, love. World's first love. World's yeah, it was called. Love, yeah, world's first love. Sorry, by yeah, world's first good. love by Fulton Sheen. Yeah, and it was just it's uh it was really cool because going through the process of writing the book, I submitted it to get the imprimatur, um, in the Nihil Obstat. That's what we say. Um, <laughs> so I I, imp- I, sub- I submitted to the diocese for that, and they the um, the theologian that kind of that read through the book to to kind of give the critiques to make sure it was all um, doctrinally sound gave me the suggestion of like, hey, read this book by Fulton Sheen because there's something in it you're gonna want to yeah. add, which yeah. was really beautiful. Like it, it was it was really cool to just get understand more of Saint Joseph through the even the process of writing it. Um, I believe he's like that, like Father Calloway says, like he is a saint for our times. Yeah. Um, and even now, like with things being so up in the air with our world, I do think he's a saint that we need to focus on, ask for protection for. And then he, I think, will 
help us go to Mary and then go to Jesus and then protect us through spiritually um, to make sure that we're able to, to live out our vocation well. All right. So I know this is kind of like we're, we're just throwing in this extra episode and um, so I'm going to try to reorder it a little bit. So why do we love St. Joseph? All of those three, all of those things. Yes. And all those reasons. Um, So what are three things that, that, what are three things that we love about him? I would say, um, to summarize those would be his faith in action as a, good. as a model, um, his chaste heart and his protection. Yes. So you'd ask for three and I think we kind of like clumped them all together cause he's just awesome. And we yeah, got yeah. really excited to talk about him. Um, but I would say like those three things are what have impacted our marriage and our family life the most. So, why don't you speak to the first one? He's a model of faith and action. Yeah. So one thing I write in the book that and that stuck out to me was that whenever St. Joseph is asked to do something, whether it's take Mary into his home or take Jesus and Mary to Egypt, he just, he doesn't ask questions. He just gets up and goes. So like he's famously not, has doesn't have any spoken, any, he doesn't have any lines in the gospel. Yeah. Um, but he acts immediately. Like the angels go to him and he acts, he takes Mary into his home takes Jesus and Mary to Egypt, doesn't ask questions. Um, and I, in like the taking to Egypt is a hard one. Like I, well, I guess both are hard. Cause like Mary's pregnant with somebody else's kid and you're like, you don't take her into your home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but then also the going to Egypt is hard too, because, um, if you, and I make this argument in the book, but like, if you look at the way the gospel is written, um, it's most likely that Joseph was asked to do this not right after Jesus was born, like in the manger, but like two years after. Mm-hmm. Um, because Herod is killing all, uh, it demands for the killing of the kids, all babies two years and younger. Yeah. So like the theory is like, so well, it's then, like a toddler Jesus. Right. So most likely he's two. Yeah. So the most likely they've moved somewhere else and they've settled. Yeah. And now after you're settled for two years with, with baby and, and mommy and everyone's good and you have a job, yeah. now you got to go to Egypt. So, and then so for it to be that kind of move and not, not second guess it, but just like, all right, get up. Time to go. Right. And that, that kind of faith is, is such an example. It's, it's a faith I don't have and I strive to have, but, um, and I just, that's, that's one thing I love about St. Joseph. Um, particularly the not arguing. Like I can get, I can get a saint that like, that like had a, a couple of words with Jesus. Like, you know, are you sure? I mean, not with Jesus, have a couple of words with God and I'm like, are you sure you want us to do this? Yeah. But can't, can't Jesus just take care of whatever comes like, no, we're, mm. you're, we're going to move to Egypt. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. And then his chaste heart. So um, you had mentioned um, Fulton Sheen's book and Jose Maria Escriva's writings on St. Joseph. Um, and and even um, like St. Jerome, you were, again, you, you wrote about him in the book and, and also in our children's book, Go to Joseph. Um, but that like St. Joseph's love for Mary as his bride, like he he practiced perfect chastity and not just because they never had sex and like remained perpetual virgins which is like a, a feat in and of itself but because their love was so good and and intimate that that like that was such an active practice of virtue it wasn't a passive pass uh, practice of virtue like he he was like the 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 family man the husband the dad um and and to practice chastity was um was such a struggle for us in our relationship 
before ma- before marriage and and in marriage. So I feel like his example, once we really started to learn and understand that more, um, like really helped with our own intimacy and our own chastity. Yeah, I think I think it's in the Fulton Sheen book where he talks about how it's not that Joseph didn't desire to be Mary's husband in a way that a, a man desires to be his wife's husband. Like it's not that he didn't have any sexual desire in him, mm-hmm. um, but that he was able to love her beyond that and love her. Um, I don't want to see more purely cause it's not impure to, to, to desire, to desire your spouse. Your spouse. Yeah. Um, but I would say more perfectly in that they were able to, so like the love that like, so like the sexual union between spouses, it, there's like, there's the end of, of procreation and there's also the end of, of union between spouses. Um, and what Fulton Sheen argues is that, they didn't need that to have that union. Yeah, to achieve that. Yeah. And it wasn't because they, and it wasn't because of lack of desire, but because like there was a, a transcendence of that. Like they mm. were beyond that because they had Jesus in the center of the relationship, literally. Yeah. And like that, that presence of Christ in the center of relationships um, is able to transcend the the need for the physical to to reach the, the divine, and them being able to to reach that this side of heaven. Um, through the the complete practice and freedom of chastity is is so beautiful, and I think that that's a message that you won't hear anywhere else um, outside of the Catholic Church. It's not like you're you're a re- repression of your desires, but it's like it's the Saint Joseph was able to to acknowledge the the real fulfillment of his desires wasn't found in being physically with Mary, but with but being with Mary and Jesus, and like that's what you've that's the desire you want. That's where he is right now in heaven. You're smiling at me. Is it because I'm just going off on a tangent? Sorry. You're like Monica talking about NFP. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just talking, man. I'm, I'm just talking. Love, I'm in love with you. I, this is a I love you smile. Um, yeah. And then Guardian of the Dream- Redeemer, which was the of first. Of the Dreamer. <laughs> Guardian of the Dreamer. Also true. <laughs> Guardian of the Redeemer. That was the first document that, like, that was the first writing that you had read that really introduced you to St. Joseph. And it was through St. John Paul the Great, which is, you know, who this podcast is an ode to. Um, but he's a protector. He's He was chosen by God to protect the Son of God. Um, and he he was trusted and he, he, he was the man to do that. And now, now Christ has entrusted us, his brothers and sisters, to the protection of St. Joseph. So can you speak a little bit more to his his protection? Yeah, I, it's just a cool idea that like we, as Catholics, baptized into the faith, we believe that we are an extension of the mystical body of Christ. It's like we are part of the mystical body of Christ. So like, stop, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> no, but like, so so it's like, so we are part of Christ's body. So Jesus, Joseph protected Jesus while on earth. And he's still protecting Jesus while in heaven. And, and by that, I mean, he's protecting the body of Christ, which is us in the church. Um, and that's just a protection that I think we need spiritually. Um, there, you know, we do believe as Catholics, there is a devil. There is an enemy that's working against us. He doesn't want us to have holy marriages. He doesn't want us to have families that are thriving. He, he wants the opposite of that. Um, he wants all the confusion, the division in the world, the division in the church. And it's that going to St. Joseph for that protection um, that will be able to sustain us during this time. So I'm just, I'm very adamant about that too. Just, it's funny because I don't, I don't really think about this being as new of a devotion anymore because it's just like in the back of my head, like it's just something I regularly ask for. Um, I'll pray to St. Joseph for that, for protection. Um, He's my homeboy. 
and it's just sorry it's just it's so it's funny to just talk about it this way because like it's it's something that i I, i'm assuming everyone knows because it's not like a new thing father calloway's he he did this two years ago and then like we were we've we've written a children's book because we're like oh let's bring this to the kids too and i i love it's funny because like i forgot what we were doing we're explaining something to the kids and then later we read one of the chapters of the book and they're like oh that's what you were talking about um so like if you are able to check out our children's book or if you have checked out our children's book, that is a um, like we've written it the way that we taught our kids about their faith in St. Joseph. Yeah. Um, and we wrote it mostly for our kids, number one, because we wanted to be able to share this devotion with them. And then, to, and then for families to be able to share the devotion to St. Joseph well, I think altogether. That, I think that's like our primary goal right here. Like you, you spoke to writing your, your 10 day consecration book. And then together we wrote the children's book um, and they, they partner really well together for like adults to read the adult book and kids to read the kids book. And um, our, our, our love for St. Joseph and our love for the Holy family, like it, it has transformed our marriage. It has transformed our family life through their intercession, through their model. And so it's just something that we feel really passionate about sharing. So yes, this does kind of sound like a book promo inserted podcast and it kind of is but more so because of of the like the authentic love that we have for saint joseph and and the real fruit we've seen from a devotion to him and and to like to turn to him and to rely on him so um please consider bringing that to your family to your relationship whatever stage you're at if you don't have kids you don't have to buy the kids book but um just bringing St. Joseph into, into your life, um, into your relationship. Uh, we just really think that he can do great things. Yeah. So today on his feast day, what I'll do is I'm going to put a couple of prayers to St. Joseph in the show notes. Um, before, you know, if you, before you click any other link, please, um, at least say one prayer to him. Um, ask him for his protection in your life for, um, let him be, um, he's a patron of the universal Catholic church. Um, ask him to be also your, patron and protector and then um if you can consider just checking the books out see if there's something you think will fit your state in life um I w- and yeah a- anything i think to to help you grow in devotion to saint joseph will be great especially on this feast day um so thank you guys for listening um and we'll see you at the next episode god bless see you later Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Take a moment to consider checking out our books, Go to Joseph and Go to Joseph for Children. We'd also love to connect with you on Instagram at to become family. Let us know what you would ask if you had pre-Canaan with the Pope. See you at the next episode.